Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Well, welcome for the first time, for all of our first-time listeners. Thank you for trying us. Please come again. odd movie choice for your first episode. This may be a rough one. We're sorry. Go back and listen to a good one. Like, um... Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. Something you've heard of. (laughs) Yeah. Flash Gordon, he saved every one of us. He's America. He's right here. You know there's a, a Flash Gordon TV show. I was like 17 of them. Well, one recently just came out. We were like we a watched, new one. Yes, we watched the voices on Pluto. Yeah, and um, one of the th- said, "Hey, TV shows," and it was Flash Gordon. We were just looking to see what they had, mm-hmm. and it was the son of Flash Gordon goes to really? Planet Mongo, and I was like, "Wow!" He fighting the son of Ming. I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't get into. It. I didn't. Try. How did Flash Gordon have a son though? Because obviously he didn't have children when he hooked up with Dale, and Dale and Flash Gordon were not were in Mongo. So how did their son get back to? The, the United States of all places. Mm. It's a thinker. I hope they cover that in the pilot. If they don't, fuck that show. <laughs> that is all true. Also, while fuck looking at show. their movies, they have a lot of Barbara Streisand. Oh. So if you like Barbara Streisand movies, you should download the Pluto free TV app. Papa, can you hear me? Not Have even the way we were? No. Stars? Probably. Oddly, no. All right, if you your first Barbara Streisand movie needs to be... Away, the way we were. This beautiful romantic movie no, with Robert. I, I got a better one. Meet the Fockers. Oh God, <laughs> I don't like. Oh, she's in that. What was that? She had a great movie with um, that dude from. Oh Jesus Christ! My brain <laughs> hates me again. It was called Road Trip, or with um, the guy that was with Zach Galifianakis. No. <laughs> Mm. The, oh, Bradley Jesus Cooper. While she's no. thinking, she's Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed. Now I'm gonna have to go to Barbara's IMDb. <sighs> I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy, like the fantasy. My brain will work. <laughs> Drama and romance. Action adventure. So we take turns selecting movies from our movie genre that have not received the attention they deserve. Um, so. <laughs> So, Gosh. we take turns, <laughs> yeah. and shit, boy, we're going off the I here. left my phone on the charger, right? And on off the way the here, is always better. Tony goes, how are you going to remember your lines kidding. at the end? And I was like, I don't use a note. He has his note. You're not going to see any of these movies oh. on anyone's top ten list, but maybe I'll listen to this podcast. You can give these films a second chance. This week. On the podcast. is tune is picked. 2015's The Voices, starring Ryan Reynolds. The Guilt Trip was the name of this Barbara Streisand movie oh. with um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't think I need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't watch it if Seth Rogen's in it. It wasn't bad. If you want to watch like a Seth Barbara. Rogen movie, usually it is. No, if you want to watch a Seth Rogen movie, make it the Green, Lantern, uh, Green uh, Hornet. Yeah. That was, He's like, eventually I'll land on it. That was terrible. <laughs> The Green Lantern, no, that was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch the way we were. I should. It's good. All right, so this The Voices has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 74%. Wow. Uh, oh, Cross is something for Mark. You better shut so the door. So much for leaving the door open. Okay, well. That's not going to work. <laughs> work for a it's a 74% critics and 57% audience. Mm. The IMDb is 6.4, but 
you know, like we said, who's, who cares about IMDb? <laughs> it's always six point something. The uh, cost for this movie was eleven million dollars, and it brought in a whopping four hundred and forty-four thousand. <laughs> but worldwide, two million. Wow! <laughs> Took a little bit of a bath. Wow! Uh-huh. I guess I didn't sing a happy song the way the bank. No. Wow! Sing, sing a bankrupt song. Uh, it's directed by Marjan Satrapi. Sure. Yeah, sounds she, right. She did uh, chicken. Chicken with Plums and Persopolis. Those old movies you've seen a million times. Wow. Those old favorites, huh? Chicken with Plums. I love that movie. It's so good. I hi- highly recommend. Highest of yays. It was written what? by... I like chicken with um, chili, but not chicken with plums. Chicken with chili was much better, had a deeper meaning, had the better cast. Like chicken with plums. Chicken yeah. with potato pie. Oh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> chicken with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, there you go. It was written by Michael Perry, who wrote for The Practice... Bones and Law and Order. Wait, Michael Parhe? Ooh, <laughs> the liar? <laughs> no, I doubt it. No. Oh, sorry. Although I do enjoy the occasional episode of all of those shows. And me too. <laughs> it's starring Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Never heard back of him. for the podcast from yep. R.I.P.D. and Just Friends. This is the movie he did right after R.I.P.D. Uh, he was almost called. So he was like, I was say a role. But he was like, when did they film this? Because. He, like, got really jacked for Deadpool, and <laughs> it's like, I don't understand when in the timeline this I happened. I thought this movie had been filmed early, because a lot of times they'll film movies and just sit it on the shelf and wait it's for that possible. actor to do something else, and then I was like, oh, I bet this came out, like, right after something big. But it no. came out after R.I.P.D., yeah, which big. was big. Please see our episode on R.I.P.D. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I'm like R.I.P.D. too. Oh yeah, that didn't make that. Why? Because the first one sucked. Okay. Um, and if uh, John does Blade Three, we'll all have done Ryan Reynolds movies. I haven't done a Ryan Reynolds movie yet. Mm-mm. If yet. only I knew a movie that he was in that I really liked. The mm-hmm. only There's any, one. I don't think. He's currently drinking from a Deadpool mug. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always your birthday pick, but I don't think Deadpool will make the cut. When John starts thinking about his birthday pick, there's so many movies in the running. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. I have he a forgets. A, he frequently forgets about movies. He'll be like, "I'm going to do that as my birthday pick." Three weeks later, he's completely forgotten. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll do Thor Ragnarok this year. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Gemma Atterton from Archerton. Archerton, sorry. He listened to her say her name because he knew I can't he was say saying it. it wrong. Yeah, I can't say any of these names. He can't pronounce that R. That's right after the A. <laughs> like Ardvar. She is from Hansel and Gretel. Uh, oh, that's where I knew her from. Byzantium. Byzantium? Byzantium. She is beautiful. Which I might do. <laughs> and Clash of the Titans, which hopefully no one will ever do. I was like, man. Wow. <laughs> I might do the first one someday. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anna Kendrick, tra- returned from Scott Pilgrim. Yep. She was also right. in Pitch Perfect, uh, the Twilight movies, and Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boss in this movie, just mentioned him because he was in another one of our movies, was in Notting Hill. Really? Yeah, he was. Uh, his name is Paul Chandy. Hmm. So. Good for that guy. Yep. Notting Hill. Good for them. Good flick. It was a great I... movie. We did an episode on that way, way, way in the back catalog. Scroll back, find it, listen to it, then listen to our whole back catalog. You won't be sorry. So well, this week, was a good one. Tony goes. I was trying to look for a movie that had Officer Sapir in it, so we could have a welcome back Officer Sapir. But I just don't think any of them are going to work. However, he. 
has been on another episode that we did. And that required me to go way back through the back catalog because he was in Rocky. <laughs> yeah, a small part in Rocky. Wow. So I got two reviews. Okay. All right. This one is from Her Excellency. I think he was a Did Your Like a Man. Was he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did Your Like a Man. <laughs> uh, this one is two out of ten stars. Mr. Whiskers nailed it. If this, re- if this review was just about Mr. Whiskers, I would give it a 10. Sadly, it is not. I love Ryan Reynolds, so when I came across this, I thought, yay, a Deadpool-like movie. Trust me, it is not. I also love dark humor, sarcasm, double entendre, dry wit. You get the picture. So after reading, after watching this, I had uh, really asked myself why it was that I found it so horrifying. All I could come up with is that maybe I wasn't, expect- wasn't expecting going in how dark it dark comedy like this could be blah, blah, blah. I might be the only one but I hated it but it's it's a dark comedy kind of horror so you found it horrifying no. so it worked on some level <laughs> uh, the other one is from Power Blink 10 out of 10 mm. a pleasant surprise I originally put on this movie to have something on in the background but I quickly found myself glued to my glued to my TV Ryan Reynolds does an amazing job in this one I wish it was more well known <laughs> Do yourself a favor and check it out if you are on the fence. Elaine looks so confused during that review. <laughs> Just trying to figure out how long a power blink goes on for. <laughs> it's quite, I, I, quite I a call strength. that a nap. Power blink. <laughs> what did you think going in, John? I thought, I've never heard of this, and you told me not to look anything up, so Ryan Reynolds. All right. mm-hmm. Star of Wolverine and Greenland. <laughs> Carly? I thought exactly the same thing as Sean. Never heard of it? You said going cold. I got nothing. <laughs> I knew Ryan Reynolds was in it. Oh. Like, well. I bet he plays Ryan Reynolds. He said going cold. But I did look at the IMDb page to see how long it was. And I saw that it was listed as a horror comedy. So I thought, God, I hope it's better than Slither. <laughs> it's in the bar kind of low there. <laughs> Well, the bar has been, the bar, like, he's been slowly bringing that bar down to, like, <laughs> mid-calf. You know, when I Jack thought, Ross when he did Jason Triple uh, X, I was like, wow, all right, so this is the floor. He made his own we movie. We had a bar. It's that bad. And he's and like, he just hold my beer. down a couple <laughs> notches. So, I mean, yeah, the bar is low, but it, it wouldn't have to do much to be better than Slither, but fingers crossed. But I tell you that Jason Triple X episode is one of my favorites. <laughs> it it wasn't because really of the movie. Fucking funny though. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So this starts with the um, starts with a scene of the jungle, and you hear drums, and then a tiger charges the screen, and I'm like, "Cool, man, Mandalay Vision." <laughs> I forgot about that. I used to always love when I'd see it, and the tiger would come. But anyway, so we open on a road sign. Welcome to Milton, town of industry, population four thousand five hundred and ninety-four. In the distance, we see a factory with smokestacks pumping into the air. Inside the factory, we catch up with Jerry. That's Ryan Reynolds. He and other workers are clad in pink onesies. All There's something about the shipping department uniform at the Milton <laughs> um, bathroom fixture company that is especially disturbing. <laughs> like, the forklifts are pink, and that's not disturbing. But the pink... They're jumpsuits, like, like prison jumpsuits or whatever. Yeah, they're, I've they're thought coveralls. like coveralls, mechanics yeah. coveralls kind of a thing, but they're pink. Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> yeah, they do look like walk- gum walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gumbies? Yeah. No, um, Gumby was green. I know, but that was a, I was making a thing. It wasn't a thing. It didn't work. It didn't work. 
In the background, the song about Milton is playing, saying this is where we belong. And then this the scene is where we were born. Scene is cut with an animated cat walking around knives and axes and such, stabbing through a black space with credits. Which makes you think this is going to be a fun round. Yeah. And it's also one of the only other movies that we did had animated sequence in the beginning, like Mannequin. That's true. What? Welcome back. Animated sequence. <laughs> Look, they're really bringing it back. Old school. I mean, school. Transformers did too. But. You know what I think yeah, they should have Yeah, but those are old movies. This Hollywood. Is Hollywood. 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 Every movie could use Hollywood. Every movie can use a little bit of Hollywood. Every once in a while, I want to watch that movie again. Don't watch the sequel. Bananas. Don't make, <laughs> but don't mix it up and watch the sequel. Did you give him a maybe? I can't remember. Well, you want to see it again, so it must have been a game. It was your pick, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I did it for you. I right, had never right. seen it. I went in cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best kind. So the workers move product and slap tape and stickers all over the faucets and their boxes. Uh, Jerry's boss comes over to him, says he's doing a great job, and he made sure to tell the court, a court appointed therapist that. Jerry's appreciative. His boss then says that as the new guy, he's expected to help plan the work picnic this year. Jerry's a little hesitant, but his boss explains that the cute British chick, Fiona, will be helping plan it also. And there's pizza. Jerry is in. Yeah, and there's pizza. Uh, They're both all smiles, and then they go back to work. We follow Jerry home that night. He drives an old pickup and lives above a bowling alley. It seems to be closed. Yeah, that bowling alley, it seems out of... Yeah. Which is sad <laughs> because everybody loves to bowl. Yeah. Not everybody. Everybody um, loves bowling. He has a small apartment above it uh, with his dog Bosco and his cat, Mr. Whiskers. Jerry greets his dog Bosco with hugs and kisses and then go then goes into a closet to try to find a nice outfit to wear to this uh, meeting. He's being berated by a Scottish gentleman's voice saying he's, he should wear a straight jacket and he's being used by the company. And it's clearly him. They're not even it's being Ron paid. Ronald's making the voices. Yeah. yeah, they're not even being paid. They're paying you in pizza. Yeah, Jerry gets mad and closes his door and can't and continues to be put down and shells shut up. We get a hard cut to black and uh, animated knife slashes through, leaving a bloody wound with the title "Voices" floating above it. Back, uh, go to the meeting. It's a table of people from different departments. Uh, Fiona. Gemma, what's her name? Gamma Etron or something? <laughs> She's a robot, Archerton. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is there. Oh, and uh, the Gemma. boss starts passing out duties for the picnic. Fiona and throws in. Fiona, yes. <laughs> Fiona throws in that she wants to do a Congo line at the party through the hallways it'll be fun one of the dudes is like um no what did he say i'd rather die or i'd rather yeah, I don't kill everyone here or something yeah. um the guys are like yeah that's dumb jerry smiles and says i think it's great and then fiona smiles uh the meeting concludes and jerry's collecting the leftover pizza from the meeting we get that he's because the guy says anybody want any leftover pizza just take it and everybody just walks right past it i have never been in a meeting where somebody wasn't like i'll take some <laughs> when we used to work together there would be pizza parties if you were the last team back you often didn't get any pizza because everybody took it home before you got there that's true <laughs> so we get that uh he's a bit socially awkward uh fiona pops back in to ask if she can hook her ipod up to jerry's sound system at the picnic jerry says he believes so uh, she smiles and leaves, and he quickly eats a whole slice of pizza in like four seconds. Yeah. With the pepperoni, it's like hard though. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. That but was weird. yeah, he just, nom, 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 and it's gone. We cut to Jerry in his psychiatrist's office. Uh, she asks him about his week. He tells her about the picnic and how they selected him to help plan it. She says that's great, meeting people and becoming a part of something. Then she asks about his meds. 
are there any side effects? He says, I don't know. And he says, are you taking them? He says, I don't know. <laughs> she grows stern. You have to take your meds, Jerry. Although, you know, have you had any thoughts of suicide? No. Are there any voices of your head? And he stutters, but then he says, no. I hear people talking to me. Like, I hear your voice. And she's like, that's not what I asked you. He always evades that question. And she says, are you sure you're not hearing voices? He says, no. And then she says, then why are you hesitant? She says, because it reminds me of my mother. The doctor says, well, your mother heard angels. It's a coping mechanism. And she asks if he has any questions for her. He says he does. He says there's a girl, and he likes her, and he's not sure how to tell her about all of this with him and the meds and the doctors he doesn't want it to scare her away but he doesn't want to lie he he said maybe he won't bring it up unless she does and uh she smiles and says that's probably the best way to handle it and then although what who why would that come up (laughs) i don't know I don't, well, we find that, out the story later. Like, how would that organically come up? <laughs> well, if you were talking about your parents and you had to mention your mom died. Or, or if she up. came to your apartment and saw you had, like, a big gulp of uh, medication that you had to take. I guess you could snoop and be, like, Googling it on your phone. What is this? Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about his apartment later. <laughs> Put a pin in that. Um, so he explains that they're going to Congo at the party. We cut to everybody doing this, this conga line. Looks fucking fun. <laughs> That's the seen, longest conga line I've ever I seen. I haven't seen a conga line look that fun since that weird fucking ass movie you made us watch about the dinner party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the conga uh, podcast. Uh, the perfect no, host. Perfect host. No, the, the perfect, perfect host conga line doesn't count because in reality it was just one dude. <laughs> but it was still it was like it was a jam and good time. As all of his multiple personalities. <laughs> That's true. They all had a good time. It's another weird-ass movie. <laughs> if you want to hear me and John get irate about a weird-ass movie, you know what's there's funny? many to choose from. <laughs> Once in a while, I think, I have to stop picking dramas about writers because there's so many drama movies about writers. And then I remember things like this where we, we keep picking movies with split personalities. <laughs> I don't. No. It's a good drama horror subject. <laughs> Yeah, but it's been done to death. Yeah. <laughs> we need some fresh blood. We're about to get some. <laughs> well, that's handy. Let's keep on the trucking. So we hear the Sing a Happy Song playing. Um, sing a Ryan, happy song, sing a happy song. Ryan dances with Fiona. Sing a happy song. The I think. worst fucking dance ever. <laughs> Was this in his head? I don't know. Was this in her head? Were they the only two people dancing at this party? Because they were badly dancing at this party. How they drunk like was Fiona? They had had a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, man. Shots, 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 shots. Uh, Fiona continues to dance, and uh, Jerry stares at her, and light shines Gross. off of her as butterflies flitter around her. He's in love. And you're like, what? <laughs> he lobs her. We cut to Jerry plopping down on his couch. He's all smiles and smitten. Bosco comes over Did and licks his face. <laughs> Jerry hugs him. Uh, he's very happy. And Mr. Whiskers just watches him coldly and then asks, Did you fuck the bitch? <laughs> we realize that this is the cat. That, in, in that the Scottish, Scottish voice. That voice is his cat. We, uh, he gets into another argument. And Mr. Whiskers talks down to Jerry, saying uh, to her, He's a pathetic peasant. Bosco tries to back Jerry and says, Maybe they just need to go for a walk. Jerry agrees. Because well, the cat's like, she's British. She drinks tea and screws guys like Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> drinks cheese. 
drinks tea, this is so bizarre. rides in carriages, and fucks men with names like Nigel, Aiden, or Lord Ribblesdale. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Ribble- Ribblesdale sounds like a cat. <laughs> Jerry yeah, puts, his, puts his fingers in his ears and sings sings a happy song loudly as he runs out the door with Bosco. Sing a happy song, sing a happy song. The next day at work, Jerry About still... About a barber and his wife. <laughs> that is a happy song. Next day at his work, Jerry's still dancing around singing while uh, he happy works... Happy song? Yes, while he works to the dismay of his co-workers. See, this is funny because he's singing it and the co-worker's like, Jerry, give it a rest. But it reminds me of the Lego movie. Where he keeps singing that stupid fucking song the whole time and everybody is like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then he stops singing. He hums Everything now. is awesome. <laughs> His shift ends and he goes to visit Fiona. She's surprised to say the least. He says, you said I should come see you at accounting sometime. She's like, I don't she remember says, saying uh, that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I? Lisa, who's Anna Kendrick, jumps in and to the awkward conversation and says that uh, she and some girls from work are going out tonight, and he should come too. Fiona uh, shoots Lisa a what-the-fuck glance, and Jerry will says he'll be there. It's so we cut, weird. We cut to the bar restaurant, and Fiona is telling her life story. She met a guy, moved to America with him, and uh, then he dumps her and marries another girl six months later. She says she wants to move home, and Jerry says, I know karate. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about the timeline. How long after you, the picnic do you think this was? I think the picnic was Friday and this is Monday. I thought that today was Friday when they went out for drinks after work. So I was like, was the picnic Thursday? Because I got the impression it was like right after the picnic. But, it seemed uh, like it was, I, I assumed the picnic was maybe Saturday, Friday or Saturday. Maybe it was Sunday, and this is Monday or Tuesday, because they're going out for drinks. But then, but he invites, spoiler alert, invites her to dinner, but that's on Friday. So today can't be Friday. You're right, you're right. I'm forgetting that they went out twice, or they saw each other outside Mm. of work twice. I'm making it all once. But this movie happens really fast. We were like maybe two weeks. Yeah. Start to end. Thank God for the smell. (laughs) Lisa... Lisa laughs at that and seems that uh, Fiona's not interested in Jerry, but Lisa likes him. Uh, She thanks him for coming out with her and then asks if Jerry will give her a ride home. She's been drinking, but apparently Fiona was going to get a ride from him and makes a face. So Lisa says she'll just get a cab. I feel like Fiona wasn't going to get a ride from him, but because she's like, but maybe you were going to take Fiona to her car because Jerry ignores her when she hits on him. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of doubles back, and then Fiona is like, "Why are you still talking?" <laughs> and we then were Jerry talking like, about Fiona too. Like, what Tony was like, I don't know if I should like her or dislike her. Is she a bad person? And I'm like, I think she's just a person who is overwhelmed by this dude's attention, <laughs> she, and she hasn't had time to kind of step away, get away. <laughs> I feel like she hasn't had time. Take two seconds. Back off, bro. <laughs> I feel like she's just trying to be You're nice right, to wrong. this guy. She wants to be friendly at work. He seems like he's a nice guy, but awkward, mm-hmm. obviously. Well, he killed people, so. But she doesn't know that. She we just thinks he's yet. kind of a very, mm-hmm. he's good looking, but he's kind of awkward. So I don't really like him that way, but he's a nice guy and I don't want to be rude. So I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I want us to have a friendly, so professional work relationship. Go. That's true. Yeah, but you shouldn't be punished like this because you don't know how to tell the awkward guy you don't want to go out on a date. <laughs> um, all right. 
we'll get, we're going to get back to that. Fair and point. Think, Fair think, point. I, I, yeah. On the ride home, Jerry asks Fiona on a date to a Chinese restaurant he likes. She is thinking about She's it. In. <laughs> She's thinking about it, but he keeps going on and on about it. And she, so she. He's agrees. like, the show starts at seven on Friday, and There's she's a like, show? Uh, "What?" He's like, "It's the best show ever." Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she kind of agrees mm-hmm. to go, but she, she doesn't seem particularly thrilled. It seemed like Friday she was trying seven. to interrupt him, but he just kept talking over her, so she didn't really even have a chance to say, "I already have plans." Well, uh, well, like I was telling her, he goes, "Do you want to go out?" And then he's like, do you like Chinese? And there's this thing. And he just keeps adding on questions before she gets a chance to answer. And she's like, yeah, like just answering <laughs> some of these questions. So it's not really clear if she even said yes until, you know, she's just kind of bombarded by it. So I don't know. But either way, she's stuck in it now. <laughs> so Jerry gets home. He's happy as hell. Mr. Whiskers is there. And uh, Jerry tells him about the date Friday. He's like, Mr. you do fucking nothing. Mr. Whiskers apologizes and asks for cat food. Fuck you. He's hungry. The next day at work, Jerry comes in uh, straight to see Fiona, almost ignoring Lisa and completely ignoring Allison, asking more about Fiona. He just, uh, they say he just missed her. He gives so Lisa. So this is like, the day. Uh, is this the next day or the day Probably of the day? It doesn't matter, I guess, but. Um, he's like, because it seemed like it was the day of the date. Like, we're, we're on Friday now, because. Because they were like, but yeah, we're going to karaoke, like, right now. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. If you say this by karaoke, you got to go. He gives Lisa the flyer with the information of the restaurant and to, to meet him at. And Lisa's like, okay, cool. And Jerry kind of lingers and almost doesn't want to leave. Like, he doesn't trust Lisa to give it to her. She's but, like, I'll make sure she gets it. But no, it's just because. me. If anybody, anybody says the word linger, I hear the song linger. <laughs> Did you have to? Did you have to? Did you have to let it linger? He didn't, but he... he I really wish he hadn't, because he lingers a little bit too uh. long. <laughs> it's almost like he has a mental problem. And every time he gets caught staring at her, you can almost see the drool <laughs> out, out of the corner of his mouth. It's that kind of like slack-jawed staring. Once he's gone, we see Fiona is there. She was hiding. Lisa shows her the flyer, but she says that it's tonight, karaoke night. Lisa says you need to tell him. That you're not going to go. Fiona says, nah, I'll just leave him a voicemail. She Which says, really I'll wait till five and I'll leave him a voicemail. So I was like, does he have his own voicemail at work? Because if you wait till five and call his cell phone, he's still going to answer. But if you, it, I didn't get the impression that this floor factory worker had his own voicemail account for work. Well, maybe... Oh, here we go, Elaine, making shit up. Work. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe she meant she'd wait till right before the workday ends and call him and leave a voicemail on his cell phone. Because it is 2014, 15, everybody's got a cell phone, even this dude. So she's going to leave him a voicemail right before she leaves, but before he gets his phone. So then he'll get oh, his phone. And he can't call her back. And he, he can't call her back. Her phone number. Yeah. But Tony's like, does, he leave? does she leave him a voicemail? I don't no. know. Mm. I think she forgets. I don't think she. <clears throat> I don't think she purposely doesn't leave the voicemail. I think she honestly forgets to leave the voicemail. This is one of the things where we were like, is she terrible or not? And I said, I don't think she had any malicious intent. I I think she just didn't really know what to do. Put it off until she got distracted, which she knew she would. She's not the worst, but she's kind of a shitty person. But that's okay. Most people are. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to the restaurant and then Asian Elvis Presley's performing. And there's... Three people at this show because he's like, I'll get there early and save you a seat. Including Jerry. <laughs> Would you enjoy this dinner? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes? I was kind of like, 
I wouldn't go to this more than once, but if we went to there, like, as a thing, Oh, yeah, once? I funny. would absolutely enjoy it. And I asked John, and he's like, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it also what depends. about you? And I'm like, how loud is it? Well, that's true. I do hate live music when but I'm But I did to enjoy, like, the... The back flipping, yeah, like all that, but it's that kung fu. Uh, yeah, yeah. did that? Ha- did any of this happen? Yeah, that's the problem. I, you know, I imagine the Elvis like the is Joker. real. The spoilers if you haven't seen the new Joker. I don't know. There was a flyer. Like, you know, there hadn't been something. <clears throat> but yeah, Jerry's by himself at a table, and uh, there's like one other couple in that place. And, but that uh, guy, the other couple, seems like he's having a good time. We shoot over <laughs> to the girls. Lisa, Allison, and the rest are all at karaoke night. It's filled with people, and Fiona's on stage singing. The movie cuts back and forth between the two places. Fiona and the gals are having fun. Jerry's alone. Jerry starts talking to the fish. There's a goldfish on his table and pretending that it talks back on purpose, voicing how sad he is that Fiona stood him up. Finally, uh, Jerry leaves, and... (laughs) And we see as he leaves, the lights are shutting off behind him because uh-huh. they've been waiting for hours for this guy to leave. Uh, and it's pouring ass rain now. From the bar, uh, Lisa gives Fiona a lift back to her car and drops her off. Uh, Fiona, Fiona has like an older Mustang and it won't start. And now she's stuck because she dropped her phone in the puddle too. She punches the steering wheel and, and tries to use her phone, but it's, it's not working. Um, and she pops the hood. And tries to look at her engine, but she doesn't know what she's doing. I don't know why That's she bothers. That's sexist. She clearly doesn't know what she's doing. Don't I don't know, know why she bothers. You're assuming that she doesn't. She looked inside and was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Nothing was flashing. <laughs> I was raised by an auto mechanic and can do more stuff on a car than a lot of people. But I still wouldn't know what to, to do. do. <laughs> if it's not running, If you turn in. the key and it goes, chunk, 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 chunk. But just standing there in the rain with the hood up, you're not doing anything. So um, maybe she was looking at her battery, making sure she had good connection. Because you know what? If it's not turning over, only a couple do, things it can be. Yeah, you could clean your connection. <laughs> and it's raining, so, you know, clean that engine off. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry drives by and she yells out to him. Uh, he's crying, but he maybe slams on the brakes. You've to mention that in something that's amazing. What's that? That he just happens to be driving by her car as it broke down. Well, there's only like three roads in this town. <laughs> it's, it's a little a, town. It's a little town, and it seems like they all, like all the bars and restaurants are close enough that they can walk from work, mm-hmm. but they all live far outside of town. <laughs> we keep coming to this road that we're driving through the woods. Honestly, I thought he was going to see her when she left karaoke and hit her with his car. And just, like, be crying and sad and then see her and then just veer into them and hit him with their car. Except I thought it was going to be an accident. I didn't think he was going to intentionally hit her. But I thought he was going to be distracted and crying and hit her because she's running around in the rain at night. Hmm. Well, Fiona jumps in. that does not happen. Fiona jumps in his truck. She's soaked. She asks, what is Jerry doing out here? He says, uh... She says she well she left a message and he doesn't see one. Fiona tells Jerry that they're going that she feels very bad and she, they're going to go to this dive bar that she knows that has horrible food and he gets all pumped about it. And she takes off her shirt and wraps herself in a blanket and tells him not to look when she takes off her shirt. Bitch, you stood me up, flagged me down, and then took off your shirt. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> you stood me up. That stood me up, tax. <laughs> stood me up, tax. You got. You got in my car. Jesus. 
Jesus. If you don't want me to see your bosoms, <laughs> don't take off your shirt. Also, you can't see her bosom. She's in a very nice undergarment. It's a really <laughs> well, I she... said that to John. That's a really pretty slip. Wow. I like the little flowers on the... <laughs> and at the bottom, too. Yes, so welcome to Slip Talk. very cute. I have no opinion. And it was full coverage. You weren't seeing anything. I know. That's true. She was soaking wet. You couldn't see through that thing. <laughs> Uh, Fiona says that everyone in accounting talks about him. Lisa thinks you're hot. Everyone else just wants to know where you're from. It's a He's small like, town. Here. <laughs> he says he moved here from Berlin. Berlin, and uh, when he was like seven, kids go where their parents take them. He smiles and looks at Fiona. She's glowing again this time with angel wings. Mm-hmm. She explains she isn't a big fan of Milton. Uh, college football and karaoke are getting old. <laughs> Jerry asks uh, if she misses heaven. She's like, what? He goes, you know where you're from. She laughs and she says, I'm not from heaven, I'm from Reading, and Reading is closer to hell. They laugh. <laughs> Jerry asks if she likes trivia. She says, yeah, okay. He and explains, I'm, I'm starting to think, all right, they're getting along nicely. It's a little less awkward. <laughs> until Jerry says, no, no, Colin's a more girl and Angel is always more awkward. Well, it doesn't get less I awkward. Until she responded with the where she was from is more like hell. I was like, okay, this we can salvage this. No, we cannot. <laughs> he says that they mentioned four angels in the Bible, Mikey, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, but who's the fourth? Fiona is worried he's a Jesus freak, but then <laughs> she's like, I don't know, Freddie the Angel? He, Jerry tries to give her hints, and, she, and he takes his eyes off the road as a deer steps onto the road. The truck smashes into the animal and hydroplanes out of control. The deer's thrown through the windshield. Fiona's freaking out, and the deer asks Jerry to kill I him. Thought- Maybe the deer antlers, because the deer's head stabbed is her. in the windshield. Her. Did you think she was stabbed with an antler? I, I thought she was stabbed with an antler. I didn't think that. Apparently, the I girls do not want Ryan Reynolds to kill people. <laughs> Wait till they watch Deadpool. I really thought that. I was like, okay, this is how she dies, because I, yes. I knew somebody was gonna die. Yes. All right, so now the deer looks at him and is like, "Kill me," and he's like, "Time to make a chimmy fucking chong." Isn't yep. And no, he he's like, "You knife. gotta end my suffering." And, and so she says out loud, okay, I'm going to help you. Because you're suffering. And she's sitting there like, holy shit, this is bananas. And then holy he pulls shit out balls. a knife holy fucking and slits the dude's in the car. And the blood goes <laughs> everywhere. And then, I was like, at least pull it out of the car. Do you know how heavy a deer is? Yeah. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> well, then, uh, like right now, a hunter. they're going to have a hard time yanking the dead body out of there. Uh-huh. Usually when you hit a deer, it'll kill you. Because it just, it's just this Well, I thought one of them was going to die. Yeah. Well, no, there are... that doesn't kill it, and it freaks it out, and it starts to Look, first of all, maybe that's why this is an old truck. Steel body. Steel body people. <laughs> because he seems fine. Yeah. And she, other than being a little freaked out... And covered in blood. She seems fine, too. It's a red viscous fluid. We don't have yeah, to red viscous blood. fluid. Could be jam. So, yeah, he, uh, he, the deer tells him, please kill me, and he goes, oh, you're suffering, and then he plunges this knife into her... It's throat and pulls it. Blood goes everywhere. And then he looks at her and he goes, it's Lucifer. (laughs) (laughs) The fourth angel is Lucifer. (laughs) Bad timing, Jerry. Bad timing. Let the trivia go, brother. (laughs) Which which she might have been able to. She might not have freaked out if he didn't just slit a deer's throat and go, it's Lucifer. (laughs) So she does what any normal person would do. If if he had said, it was suffering... Yeah. Uh-huh. Then maybe, but no, it's Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> it is in my mind. 
So it's uh, not raining anymore, so. and she runs more. She's yeah. Fiona runs. screams and runs into the woods. This you would. And Jerry's like, Fiona, you're going to get lost. <laughs> Stop running into the woods. Yep. And then like, they come back, come back. So they both trip. She falls on the, on her face, spins over onto her back, and Jerry trips and falls and stabs her in the stomach with the knife. And I was like, oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> but it was an accident. <laughs> the first time. Can we talk about how long we have to listen to her gargle her own blood? I was um, even wondering how they how did you do uh, that? Because like uh, she had seems like she had so much blood in her mouth. I was like, are we so worried that she might choke like in that? real life? <laughs> I want our listeners to know how horrified. <laughs> And it was it was immediate. Like he stabbed her in the gut, and, and then yeah. blood bubbles up her mouth. Yeah, blood. no, it's terrible. Well, it's because she stabbed her in the stomach, and the blood is going up. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But he's like, "I'll end your suffering," and he stabs her. Yeah, he says, "Are you suffering?" And then he pushes his knife into basically. Her and then heart. he says, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He stabs her every time he says, "I'm sorry." Yeah. What does he stab her like seventy times? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And then he starts to cry. He keeps, like you said, he keeps saying, like "I'm sorry." <laughs> you cry like a bitch. Stop, so he, stop. Don't start crying. He goes, Thanks, Mr. Whiskers. He goes home, <laughs> takes a shower. <laughs> he gets out and Bosco says, uh, you should probably tell the cops. Mr. Whiskers like, are you nuts? They'll throw your ass in, in jail for 15th he's life. Like, it was an accident and you're a good guy. They'll understand. And, he's, and I'm thinking, not when you stabbed her that many fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> you can't accidentally stab somebody 70 times. It looks bad. <laughs> Did you get that Mr. Whiskers quote? Uh, I said, I, I said uh, they'll throw you in your ass in jail for 15 to life and you'll be beaten and raped every day. I didn't get into it. It was raped by someone every day. Or like meth, meth addicts, addicts or something. Or something. Yes. And the dog's like, you won't get raped. You're good. Yes. <laughs> You're a good boy. <laughs> he says, you can't tell anyone you killed her. Jerry says, I didn't mean to. And Whisker says, really? Then why did you bring a large knife? Yeah, why didn't point? you leave that in the car? Yeah. Point you could have chased after without a knife in your hands. So Jerry starts to cry again, and Mr. Whisker says, hey, I kill all the time. There's no shame in it. It's instinct. He says, the only time I feel alive is when I'm killing. Jerry actually agrees to that. And he said, um, I feel... Um, Alive too, and smiles. But Mr. Whisker says you need to get rid of the body though before some hiker finds it and it turns into CSI Milton. Because your hair and your fibers and your shit is all over that scene and that body. So the next day, Jerry goes to the body. He walks up to it. It's perfectly fine. No blood. No rot. I was like, Stab what? Stab wounds. It looks <laughs> yes, yes, I was very he upset by this. Smiles and little butterflies are floating around him. Um, then he puts her in a tarp and carries her to the truck. I'm like, did it pour rain again? But then no. they're like scarred over. No, but it's how he sees yeah, it. Because we see it. when he he goes to the truck and then they pan back and you see like her shoe and like some viscera. <laughs> <laughs> like small intestine or something. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Like he must have stabbed her a lot for that to be out. Sure well, we, it was like 70 times. Well, but <laughs> they didn't say that. We did. Well, I'm sticking he with also it. left the body overnight. So mm. it's it, a small animal could have gotten in there and pulled... Yeah, or so, wolves or wherever. I don't know. Where's Milton? Uh, Tech, it's could actually, have been a puma. It's actually in Berlin. Isn't yeah, that actually, where you said the, the movie was filmed in Berlin? But, <laughs> but could have been supposed a cougar. to believe some Midwest small town. No, well, then it could have All been. Right, a it was lease. a chupacabra. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry goes to the hardware store to buy a crap load of Tupperware and various size of hacksaws. You know, nothing in like conspicuous. <laughs> and then the sheriff notices him and uh, that his truck is damaged and pulls up to him. He asks Jerry about it. Jerry apologizes and tells the sheriff about the deer that he hit. The <laughs> sheriff says, that could have been good meat. Yeah. He's like, what'd you do with the deer? Uh, I left it on the side of the Which he should have said, I took it home. 
Hence the Tupperware. Ah, that would have been good. It would have made sense. You don't look suspicious carrying a bunch of Tupperware if you just have a freshly killed deer. So he says, well, as long as you're okay and you get that windshield replaced, everything will be cool. Then the sheriff would have said, I want some of the meat. Yeah, he might have came in and looked Well, maybe he would have given him some sausage. <laughs> that would have been upsetting. Ugh. Not yeah, as upsetting as some meat pies. Find a fingernail on it or something. Ooh. No, the most horrifying time that someone fed someone human parts of their body was in Hannibal, when <laughs> Hannibal Lecter fed Ray Liotta his own brain. It's pretty good. So Jerry gets a call. He's late for his psych, uh, psychotherapy. Uh, he drives to it. He leaves Fiona's dead body still in the truck. Psychiatrist can tell something's up and gets him to admit that he still isn't taking his meds. She explains that he is only allowed to be out if he takes his meds. Jerry says he'll start taking them then. He She's like, I have to tell them if you're not taking them. And then they're probably going to take you back. And he's like, I don't, let's not do that. And she's yeah. like, well, take your pills. She's like, take your pills and we won't have to find out what happens. So that night he replaces his windshield and cuts Fiona's body up into very small pieces. He carefully places the pieces. Replacing his own windshield. Into small Tupperware <laughs> throughout uh, his house. And then he stacks the dishes. He stacks them up into piles. And they're color coordinated. It's really weird. He stops. You can see fingers. He stops halfway through and looks at his medicine bottle, um, and then goes back to sawing. He cleans up a bit. Uh, the only part left is her head, and he puts that in the fridge. I was very upset that he didn't put it on a tray. <laughs> it's just on the shelf. I was super <laughs> upset that it did not get a plate, a tray. <laughs> really bothered me. Yeah, for someone that, in, when he's in this mode, is so anal retentive that he color coordinates the Tupperware, you think he would put it in a tray or something. Well, he's disgusting, which we'll <laughs> certainly see in a moment here. Um, so he puts, in his delusional mind, he's very clean and very... Yeah, yeah. So he puts, <laughs> and he would have put it on a plate. I really yeah. think he would have. A decorative plate, something with a, roses or flowers? <laughs> Maybe a gold edge? Oh, butterflies is good, yeah. So he, he puts it in the fridge. He cries and explains to Bosco that he'll miss her. Then he picks up his meds. Mr. Whiskers explains that if he starts to take those again, he won't get to talk to him or Bosco anymore. You'll be, all, be all alone. alone. So he decides not to, and then he hears Fiona talk to him from the fridge. Jerry! Jerry opens Jerry. it, and they talk, and she's I want a friend. <laughs> no, not, that's not this part No, yet. this is where she tells him to take his meds, because yeah. he murdered her <laughs> and stuck her head in the fridge. If he had been taking his meds, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. She <laughs> yells at him, and he finally gives in. Jerry nods off, and we get a flashback of young Jerry. Apparently his mom was very mentally ill, and his father was very abusive. Um, Marine, I guess. They show that uh, young Jerry had a sock bunny he would talk to. Um, this infuriates his dad, and his dad would beat the shit out of him, saying it's just a cra- that he's just as crazy and fucked up as his mom. Wish that he had never been born. Jerry wakes up, and now he sees things clearly. His house isn't nice and neat with everything in its place. Um, his walls are filled to, filled uh, from floor to ceiling with old pizza boxes and tons of random blood shit everywhere. Yeah, there's like, like everywhere. In, t- wrapped in uh, saran like wrap. Like there's boxes like are saran wrapped. Are those, um, well, it can't be all Fiona because mm-hmm. it looks old. Yeah. So is it just like he never takes out his trash or is it like animals or just that maybe he's been murdering? <laughs> like, but could he be killing animals? Oh, it's suffering and then just maybe. like. 
putting them and in then pizza boxes. Them home? Mm. Well, because I they're honestly disgusting. thought part of it might be weird random supplies left over from the bowling alley that they just never cleaned out. I don't, like, what is, is it? It's it's a mess though. There's, There's like trash bags. There's like dog poo on the floor. Yeah. Well, he's upset. His dog and his cat won't talk to him anymore. And when he looks in the fridge, Fiona's head is not perfectly made up and normal looking it's more rotted and gross and there's blood everywhere in his fridge oh my god blood on the outside of his fridge he runs into the bathroom and throws up um the next morning jerry wakes up and everything is back to his normal the house is immaculate and fiona is back to healthy looking and speaking again but uh now it's i thought was funny because she's soup because it's jerry's mind she overdoes all the brick talk She's like, Everything Cheerio. Chip, chip, right in, like, How's like, your cereal? It's so scrummy. <laughs> scrummy. Um, Jerry pulls her out and puts her on the table next to him while uh, he eats his cornflakes. She talks about how uh, he should never take the pills again and how she's lonely in the fridge and she wants a friend. I want a friend. And he she, dumped all his pills when he woke up and everything was scary. So she asks, how about Lisa? He says no, but she tells him that she loves him and he immediately re- responds with that. And uh, he feeds her some of his cornflakes. She's which lonely in the which really, he just put a spoonful of cornflakes <laughs> in a dead mouth. And then he ate more cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> that spoon was in a decapitated, disgusting head's mouth. <laughs> and he went back in for more. <laughs> so, so gross. At work, Jerry's lost in his thoughts about Fiona. Um, butterflies are circling around him as he's uh, singing Jerry and Fiona, <laughs> the song that he wrote. Over and over in his head. Jerry's boss uh, says he saw him at the other night, and Jerry freezes up, scared, but he says, no, he just saw him at the Chinese place. Shishin. Yeah, Shishin. I like how Jerry said that. He says it with accent. Yeah, Shishin. Shishin. Yeah, he always, Shishin. How many times do you think he's seen that show with Shishin? Uh, Six. Like every week since he discovered it. There's just no way to find out. Mm. Then he asks Jerry if uh, he's seen Fiona. She's not answering her phone, and her car's in the parking lot still. And Jerry screws up by saying, well, I'm going to miss her. Maybe she's gone, like it's Maybe all past tense she decided stuff. to go back to her country. She wasn't happy here. She don't need her car anymore if she went back to England. <laughs> <laughs> and then his boss decides it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> his boss is like, that's a weird one, Jerry. Oh, that Jerry. <laughs> so that night, Jerry Bosco and Mr. Whiskers are all watching animals uh, mate on a documentary. <laughs> And then uh, Jerry gets freaked out, so he changes it to another show about animals killing and eating each other. Mr. Whiskers is very into it. Mr. Whiskers asks Jerry if he's going to kill again. Jerry says, no way. Mr. Whiskers says, it's a great rush. It's better than sex. The first time Jerry killed was an accident, and it felt good. But if he kills again deliberately, it will be way better. Jerry tells Mr. Whiskers to shut up. Next day at work, he goes to see Lisa. He makes some small talk with her for a bit, and she asks him to go get a drink with her. He says, yeah, let's go right now. She's like, okay. Allison is kind of eavesdropping in on this whole conversation. Um, Lisa explains that she's recently divorced and just let her ex have everything except for her cat. So they have this conversation over their cats. You know how. I have a cat, Mr. Whiskers. Yeah. Her cat's name is Pighead. Pighead. That's a terrible name for a cat. Poor cat. I wouldn't like you if you called me Pighead. (laughs) The cat has no frame of reference. How do we know? She says, uh, Well, the cat always wants to kill you. Does that make you feel better? 
That's why I don't have cats, because I know they're all serial killers. When we started watching this, as soon as the cat turned out to be, like, the asshole, I was like, Elena's going to love that. Because <laughs> cats are assholes. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers even says, I kill things all the time just to kill them. Yes, because cats do that. <laughs> well, Lisa says if, if uh, Jerry wants, he can come over right now and meet her, meet the cat. Um, he's like, uh, okay. But she says she has to run to the bathroom. Be, and uh, then she'll be ready to go. And Jerry looks into the mirror and kind of gets sad because he knows how this is probably going to play out. He's going to kill her. Give Fiona the friend she asked for. On the drive, uh, Lisa says she doesn't usually do this kind of thing, but then she realizes Jerry is past is not going where she expects. And Jerry's like, "No, no, it's okay. I'm going to take you to the surprise place." And I'm like, God. "Oh crap!" Just the Give thing you want to hear on the first date. <laughs> They're driving through the woods like branches are hitting yeah. the car. Creepazoid. And I thought, is he taking her back to where he killed Fiona? Yeah. <laughs> My so Lisa spot. really wants some D. Um, it's Jerry's child at home, though. He explains his younger life to her a bit. Uh, he takes her on a little bit of a tour, and he keeps having traumatic flashbacks that make him cry. Why would he go here? That's a little weird, it I is don't. weird. I don't know if he's like, I know that if I take well, her he here, her I can kill her and nobody her. will hear her, hear it. But she's like, oh, this is nice. It's so romantic. And then they go inside. I'm like, why did you go inside? <laughs> he may own, well, say he may own that land, but I don't know. Either way. Who knows? Um, so we see traumatic flashbacks. We see Jerry's mom uh, is getting ready to be taken away to a mental hospital. But before they can get to her, she smashes a glass and uses the shard to start to slit her throat part way, but can't. She's like, they can't, they'll, they're going to institutionalize her. She's yeah. like, I won't go back. I can't go back. Yeah. They take away the voices and they take away my understanding of the world and it's horrible. And he, she makes him do it. Yeah, she begs him to finish it. Because she tries suffering. and she can't. And she's like, I'm suffering. Which like is the deer. And like yeah. the deer, which makes me wonder how many other animals he's killed. And he did suffering in his mind, I guess. The police open the door, and they see that she's dead, and young Jerry is holding the bloody shard. Jerry snaps out of the flashback and starts crying again. Lisa asks what's wrong. Jerry says his mom died up in that room. In why would you bring this girl? Yeah, and, and if why? you're her, you're like, okay, but then why did we come here? I thought maybe we were going up to a room to bang or something. <laughs> I thought you were sharing this wonderful memory with me about your childhood and how you love things and... And it was going to be romantic and whatever. Because earlier he said his mom was a beautiful lady. Yeah. But now he's crying. (laughs) And that's not sexy. She says, it's okay, and kisses him. She smiles, and uh, she leads him out of the house. She's like, take me home. Let's go home. (laughs) But before Jerry uh, gets out of the building, he hides a large knife behind a wall that he had with him. At least as they uh, spend the night together, in the morning she makes him coffee and is very smitten with him. Uh, I kept expecting to talk to her cat, by the way. It did not happen. (laughs) She says she's always liked him. He's so mysterious. He says he is happy. Uh, The night went very differently than he had planned. But different in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, different bad or different good? He's like, oh, different great. And then they both have to hurry and get ready for work. Because he's like, oh, shit, we have to go to work. I have to go feed my dog. And I'm like, yeah, your dog is pissed, by the way. <laughs> well, his dog's not pissed. His dog's hurt. You just straight didn't come home last night. Well, Mr. Whiskers, Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers is going to well, Bosco, he walks in the door. Bosco's happy to see him. Mr. Whiskers says, where's my food fuck face? <laughs> I left you a present well, on the yeah. couch because you fucked with me. Yeah. <laughs> and we see it's a gross, wet poo. Mm-hmm. And Did then, he ever clean that up? Who knows? Apparently not, because there's a bunch of them at but the But that end. psychiatrist was on the couch. 
You know, that's what she was worried about. Wasn't a severed head next to her. Fiona yells, yells at him to get her a friend, and he's upset now. Get me a friend! And he's friend. like, no, I could really have a chance with her. At work, Jerry's bar, uh, a boss calls him over. He says, uh, accounting needs to see him right now. There's a problem with his payroll. He goes up, and uh, Lisa pulls him into a copy room and makes out with him until Allison walks in. They try to play Clam it off. Clam jammed her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> try to play it off, but no dice. Lisa says to Allison, um, well, Jerry leaves, but Lisa says to Allison, hey, do you, you're in payroll still. Can you uh, get Jerry's address? Because she wants to send him a surprise. And Allison's like, I, I just could want just to take him a cake. Like him. a whoopee cake. <laughs> Tony's like, what's a whoopee cake? <laughs> Because I, I was like, is it like an after-sex cake or something? Like a whoopee cake? I don't know. Apparently it, it's a thing. It's they're like, like those whoopee about. pies. Yes. Yeah. It's just a but cake. No, version. it's a cake that you bring over as an excuse so you get to make whoopee. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I said to John, you don't just drop in on somebody unexpectedly. What if he doesn't have any Danish? <laughs> you said coffee cake. Or coffee cake. <laughs> He's going to have to hide behind the couch because company showed up unexpectedly. That night, Jerry's watching the news. Um, they say police are looking for a serial killer. Is this um, a real news report? That's what Tony said. In his head. I thought it was real up until the point that the cops started talking to him. Because I thought maybe there was somebody discovered the shoe mm. and the yeah. entrails. And the police were there. But Tony's like, they wouldn't assume it was a serial killer. Unless he's killed three people. Yeah, there's no other bodies anywhere. So there's no reason for them to say serial killer, yeah, he's going to kill again. So Tony was like, I think the uh, whole think thing is fake, in his head. But it might be start out real. And it's he, hard to tell. You, know, you don't know what this, this thing is. It's like yeah. the Joker. Yeah, and enemy and the perfect host. <laughs> enemy, <laughs> enemy. Mm. <laughs> Fiona starts no. calling for Jerry. Uh, he pulls her out of the fridge and puts her on the table. Fiona, Jerry, and Bosco, Mr. Whiskers all have a talk about Jerry's killing and his inability to see the real world. And they're like, here's the deal, Jerry. We're all talking to you, but you know that's not possible. You know that we're all in your head talking to you. <laughs> you have to know that Mr. Whiskers isn't making you do anything. You're doing it. It's Mr. Whiskers' voice is in your head. Exactly. Suddenly there's a knock at the door. It's Lisa. Jerry freaks out and throws a jacket over Fiona's head and steps outside. Lisa's dressed up really nice and has a small box of cakes for him. When he whooping pies, whoopie pies, whoopie cakes, whoopie cakes. When he uh, steps out, though, he accidentally locks himself out of the apartment. And Lisa's trying to be helpful and say, "Hey, maybe I can help you get in." She's Jerry, like, "I lose my keys all the time. I'm pretty good at getting myself back in places." And Jerry says, "No, he can climb in through the skylight. Have a nice night, though." And uh, but Lisa stays anyway, and apparently she can pick locks with a hairpin. He must have the easiest lock in the world because she ain't the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she gets the door open and is immediately rushed by, Bos- rushed by Bosco. She kind of ha- hangs over him and pushes him and puts him back in uh, Jerry's bedroom. And she didn't get to see the whole thing around her. It's silly that she doesn't smell it, but whatever. There's got to be a smell. Nobody ever mentions the smell. No. no. You'd be able to smell that place from outside. Yeah. There has to be a smell. Um, but then when she turns around, she gets to see his place 
for real and there's cat turds on the floor there's hundreds of empty pizza boxes empty you know bloody tupperware and bloody towels all over the place it's crazy there's a bag of something there's bleeding like, on top of a light <laughs> what is happening like there trash bags stuffed through the ceiling i don't know what the fuck what it is. like mildew and water damn i mean just like the place what is, is the stench <laughs> in there that poor yeah. dog and that poor cat, like, the stench in there. But then she sees the table. And on the table is a jacket, but you can clearly see that there's hair. Is it, it a real head or a mannequin yeah. head? We don't know. Either way, it's bad news. And next to it is rotten fruit. Um, so... So she, he's, Jerry, he's climbed up so he yeah. can get in through the skylight. And he sees he's watching her. This and he's like, And he's fuck. like, oh, no. She can't bring herself to look back and uh, backs away in tears, but then Jerry appears right behind her. He's crying and asks why couldn't she just leave. She tries to go, but he blocks her this time. Uh, they start arguing, um, and then he starts arguing with Mr. Whiskers, but we don't get to hear what Mr. Whiskers is saying, but obviously it's about the killer, you know. <laughs> Mr. Um, Whiskers is probably you like, oh, well, you need her. to kill her now because <laughs> she's seen your stink hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a euphemism for weird butt sex. <laughs> um, so Mr. Whiskers is saying something to him. We're still on Lisa's POV, so we don't get to hear it. And he screams no to the cat. And this scares the shit out of Lisa. She runs the opposite direction and locks herself in his bathroom. And then he takes a knife. Which is covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, the bathroom's covered in blood. And she yeah. pulls the towel rack off the wall. Because this place is falling apart anyway. Yeah. So. It's just made of wood paneling. Yeah. Um, Jerry starts to try to get in. She's not. She locked the door and is not letting him in. So he breaks down the door and she attacks him with the towel rack. As um, you would. Uh-huh. He, uh, and then she runs past him. He chases her. Uh, but she can't seem to get to the door the way that it's set up, and uh, she dives instead into his bedroom, uh, which is like, which yeah, is which is actually you're not clean. Out of there, <laughs> his bedroom is clean, which is really weird. But uh, so Jerry comes in and tries to calm her down. Lisa plays along for a bit, but then makes a break for she's the door. She's like, "I won't tell anybody." And he's like, "I want to just go back. Can't we just?" And she's like, "We can go back. I won't tell anybody." <laughs> she makes a break for the door, but Jerry snatches her up. And then kind of throws her onto the bed, but the back of his bed has this uh, shelf headboard, and it just hits her right perfectly on the back of her head. So I can't tell if she broke her neck. It looks like she broke her neck. It looks like she broke her neck, but she moves her arms. Yeah. But then her eye fills up with blood. So I don't know. Either way, she's not doing well. And he's like, you're suffering. I can help you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then next we see Jerry is, uh, brings a butcher knife down um, with blood splatter on his face, and then he puts... Fiona to the side and puts Lisa's head in there. Now we have what's called the collection. Yeah. Fiona has a friend now. We cut to Jerry in his underwear. <laughs> He's having a conversation with Bosco and Mr. Whiskers, but we see <laughs> but we see this time we see him doing the voices. Then he does karate and says in our father. What is that? His underpants. <laughs> his cell phone. His cell phone. I, yeah, you never know at when one people point, are going to I call. was like, what is this like, weird badge he has? He wears the cell phone belt clip. It, but, looks yeah. like a self, it looks like he's clipped something to his underpants, but then right before he nails down to do the Our Fathers, it's sticking up and it looks like he has a black penis <laughs> with a rager. I'm like, oh, what is that? His 
Oh man, I have, I have to say, I am shocked that he was able to go to work every day in clean clothes, smelling like a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way yeah. they have to talk about the steam. So the next day at work, Allison is trying to get in touch with Lisa. <laughs> Shockingly, no luck. Um, a few others ask what she's she up even to. updated her Facebook. Yeah, Lisa says Lisa's not answering her phone, no calls, no texts, no Facebook updates. But she did go out with that weird guy, Jerry. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, not since she went out with Jerry the other night. And her coworker, the dudes are like, you know, there's some rumors about Jerry. And she's like, what are you talking about? And they pull. He tells her to pull up a newspaper article from when July he killed 9th, his mom. July nineteen ninety seven. Uh, it's front page headline is a picture. Well, August twenty ninth, nineteen ninety seven. No, that was Judgment Day. Sorry. <laughs> Headline is a pic of young Jerry, boy institutionalized after mother's death. Allison's stunned. Back at Casa de Jerry, he opens the fridge and is greeted by Fiona and Lisa. He grabs some milk for cereal. Outside, Allison pulls up. Would not eat anything in that fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to him, they look like perfectly clean mannequin heads. I know. Elaine is starting to be able to smell this in real life and is getting outside. John's like, are you okay? I'm watching this on (laughs) smell-o-vision. Allison pulls up to the bowling alley. Um, and uh, she gets out and sees Lisa's cars out in front. So she gets up and knocks, gets up there and knocks on the door. And I'm like, why would you go there by yourself if you think something nefarious may have happened? He's like, fuck, what do I do? Mr. Whisker has has an idea. So then we cut to Allison's head, uh, also included uh, in Jerry's And I'm like, there's no collection. way you're not getting caught. Three people that all work together have gone missing. I, I like the way that he was eating cereal again, and he knocks on the door. And so he quickly chews all his cereal real fast, <laughs> and he can answer the door without his mouth full. He's polite. <laughs> Craziness. All right, so even uh, even non-medicated Jerry is starting to see that this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Bosco says, hey, Jerry, you remember last week when you asked me if there's an invisible line that separates black and white and good and evil, and if you had crossed that line into evil? And I said, no way, Jerry, you're still a good boy? Mm-hmm. He says, yeah. Yeah, I, I changed my opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry falls. This whole movie, Bosco's been like, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. <laughs> but even, even Bosco is like, uh, no. So Jerry falls onto his butt, onto the floor. And Mr. Whiskers explains that they are what they are. You have to accept it. Right, what you are. Jerry asks Fiona, what should he do? She says, well, you can't go back to work now and you can't stay here. So maybe it's time to move on. Maybe listen to the cat. Mr. Whiskers says, uh, we can get a bigger fridge. The first five are always the hardest. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so then uh, Fiona and Lisa start talking about uh, Jerry and then, Allison and Mr. Whiskers are talking about him, and Bosco starts piping in, and it just becomes this cacophony of voices in his head, and he screams to shut up, and they all shut up. So Jerry goes to see his therapist. He is very pale, tired, and disheveled looking. He explains that he has stopped taking his meds for a long time, and he is a very bad person. He's been crying a lot, and he's having... A very difficult time, and she's like, it's okay, there are worse things. It's not like you killed anybody. He's like, it is like that. (laughs) I killed three people. (laughs) And she's like, shit. (laughs) Jerry tries to explain about the Congo line in the Chinese restaurant, and she 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 starts to call the police. Jerry snatches the phone from her and breaks it. He kidnaps the therapist using packing tape, binds her arms and legs, and covers her mouth. He then takes her to the middle of a field, nowhere, because he wants to talk. 
Jerry needs answers. Why did God make him this way? Why did God put him in an abusive home? And uh, He's she, like, do you believe in God? He's like, I do too, but he must be okay with me killing because yeah. he made me this way. And he, he gave me the parents that he gave me, and he made me like this. Obviously, she doesn't have any answers for these questions, but <laughs> he says... Um, so why do I hear voices? And the therapist says, well, look, everyone, well, lots of people hear voices or thoughts that they can't control. And Jerry's like, really? And she's like, yeah. They tell people to drink or do drugs or have sex, you know, and do things that you shouldn't normally be doing. Um, and a or lot of times... Or they tell them that they're, they're worthless not, yeah. or they're not good enough or they're not living up to their potential or they're fat or they're... <laughs> and Jerry's taken aback by this. He goes, even you hear voices? And she says, yeah. They're not like cat or dogs telling me to kill people or whatever, but he goes, but they tell me that I'm fat or that psychotherapy isn't a real science or I should have gotten shot higher for my job as opposed to settling for government situation. Like nobody's ever going to love me. No. But... She says the main point is that you have to shut them out and push back against them. She says, most mental suffering stems from loneliness. But Jerry, you're not alone. And then this blows his He's mind. He's like, you don't have to listen to the voices. <laughs> so then he stuffs her in his trunk uh, and says he has to hurry to go feed his pets. So the two guys from work that don't really get names and all that kind of stuff. It's just two dogs. They the were in the meeting were, with the picnic. We've yeah, they're seen the ones that help. They helped Fiona. They showed, or they helped um, Allison see the newspaper article. Mm-hmm. They go to Jerry's house, and uh, there aren't any there aren't any cars in the front. But uh, the dude, I was like, "What happened to the cars?" <laughs> dude starts looking around the house and finds a tarp, and illegally, he looks under the tarp. Well, he's not a police officer, know, so it's kidding. not illegal for him to look under a tarp. And uh, he's, just, he's just trespassing. He's just, also, you can tell there's multiple cars under that tarp. It's not completely covering. No, I, I just said it because he said it, it was fine. Apparently, not. Uh, sorry because he's not an FBI agent like that other. <laughs> he sees the other fool's not an FBI agent either because she wasn't going to make profile. <laughs> he sees Lisa and Allison's cars and he yells out Allison's name obviously no answer and he goes up to the door and he picks the picks lock, the lock like it's everyone else super does. easy lock to pick Apparently it's the town of rogues. Yeah, he goes like in an office above the bowling alley instead of an apartment above he the bowling alley. In. We don't see what he sees, but he comes running <laughs> out. He's like, "Call the police! Call the police!" And then and throws, he throws up. up all over he the smelled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled it because there's a stank, a murder stank. I tell you what, as soon as I saw those cars under the tarp, I'd be like, "Call the police! Something is going on here." I'll still go upstairs, but call the police now. <laughs> I want to go upstairs, but like, look, they're missing car, car. Do you think? At home, Jerry puts the therapist on his couch and looks for his pets. Which, on top of the cat poop. By the time he got home, it was dark. Why aren't the cops already I here? I yeah. thought that, too. Well, I guess they had to gear up and come from another town. Um, the therapist begs him to let her go, uh, but he's not sure yet. He's not quite sure what he's going to do. Um, he covers her mouth with tape because she won't stop yelling. Uh, she freaks out looking at the mess around his apartment. Jerry runs out and looks for Bosco, but can't find him anywhere. Because the dog ran out when the, the guy opened the He can't find either of his pets. Right. But when he returns, Mr. Whiskers is sitting on the therapist. Like a creepy-ass <laughs> cat. He wants to kill this bitch. Jerry says, no, she's a she's his therapist. He says, well, she's doing a bang-up job. His therapist starts to sob. She says, I'm feeling lonely. Uh trying to appeal to jerry she just wants to make a phone call because she's lonely and, and she's, scared jerry says that's easy fix because mr mr's like she's gonna call the cops and he's like you can't make a phone call but yeah you don't have to be lonely either and he brings fiona's <laughs> head out of the fridge and puts it next to her and she starts screaming 
as one would. The best part was Fiona starts screaming, the therapist is screaming, <laughs> and then Mr. Whistler starts screaming. <laughs> he starts singing, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's like, everybody shut up, and Mr. Whiskers is still gone. And just then, all the police ever show up in, in Milton. <laughs> Cops you, are here. How many of them? All of them, I think. In the movie. Jerry. I can't. Terminator 2. <laughs> Jerry comes over to the therapist and says, look, he's very sorry, and this is not her fault. She did the best that she could. And she asks what he's going to do to her. He kisses her on the forehead, and he says nothing. Then he grabs... Mr. Whiskers and hides in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> then there's, where there's an apparently. And I'm like, why did you bring Mr. Whiskers yeah. into the bathroom? We can come with you. There's an apparently uh. a McLean-sized grate in this room. And Jerry sneaks out that way, but as he's climbing down, he kicks loose a gas main. There's some sort of ladder, which yeah. makes you think this was there was some sort of maybe access. I mean, it's got bowling alley access. But you, there's a ladder in the wall, so you got to wonder what this originally was that maybe they turned into an apartment. So the police enter. They pull out the therapist and Mr. Whiskers. Jerry's, she's like, I smell gas. I smell gas. Jerry's climbing around. And she's around. like, don't hurt him. He's an ill. <laughs> oh, my God. Jerry's climbing around in the abandoned bowling alley underneath. Um, the therapist says, please don't hurt him. The sheriff says, well, the first priority is our officer's safety. So okay. the breach team goes in. This lady's priorities. She's like, please don't hurt him. He's very ill. No. <laughs> no. He kidnapped me and then told me he killed three people and showed me one of their severed heads. <laughs> I'm not asking them not. To, he's not just ill. Yeah. This is he's like. A danger to himself and others. And <laughs> the very meaning of that word. So, oh, But they, we do hear them say they found the dog and the cat. They're exploring, they yes. find the broken gas line, and they run out just as it explodes. The smoke In the smoke-filled bowling alley, Jerry hears... Well, you missed the best part. There's, you know, there's a guy outside, and when it blows up, he goes, nice one, Ray. Is that it? Yeah. No. Uh, I thought you were going to say, talk about the amazing coincidence, how the guy looks down the hole and goes, there's a gas leak, and then it sparks, and it explodes right in his face. And she, when the therapist well, pulled out, she was like, I smell spark. gas. <laughs> In this smoke-filled bowling alley, Jerry hears Fiona, Lisa, and Allison. They're all telling him just to lay down, just to go to sleep. Um, then they, they won't be alone anymore. At the end, even Bosco says, hey, man, it's time to let this go. It's over. Mr. Whiskers is the only one like, you can get out of here and you can run. We can, we can still buy a giant refrigerator. Mr. Whiskers says, we can fill eight more refrigerators. <laughs> Bosco says, no, if he lives, he's only going to cause more suffering. And Jerry lays down. And as Jerry suffocates, Mr. Whiskers and Bosco admit that they liked each other and they're going to miss each other. And then they leave. We cut to a blank white space. Jerry walks in in a blue suit, and he is greeted by his mom and his dad, also dressed up in odd colors. Fiona, Pink Lisa, and orange. Fiona, Lisa, and Allison show up too, and they all sing and dance. Uh, they but sing. What do they sing? Sing a happy song. A happy song. <laughs> and the conga line again. Then uh, Jesus shows up. Oh hi, Jesus. He says, he says he's sorry. Jesus is like, it's cool. Jerry asks if his pets will be okay. Jesus says, of course. And then the dancing and singing continues until Jesus lifts Jerry to heaven on a forklift. The thing about Jesus is he's wearing a crown of thorns, and there's actual blood on his yeah. head. It was <laughs> such a macabre touch. <laughs> and you sing a happy song. Sing, sing a happy, happy song. song. Oh, man. And that's it. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Flash Gordon ending? See the Flash Gordon ending. Yeah. What did you think, Elaine? Okay. <laughs> 
I'm going to go make some coffee. All right. My favorite character is Mr. Whiskers. My least favorite character is Jerry. My favorite scene is the end credits dance number because Elaine loves a dance number. Um, my favorite line is when Mr. Mi- uh, Mr. Whiskers says to Bosco, or no, Bosco says, did you hear that? I earned the right to be called a good boy. And Mr. Whiskers says, you earned the right to be hit by a minivan. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, and my favorite object is the Milton pink uniforms because, wow, it's a look. Um, this... What, I, this movie was very upsetting, so it did the horror correctly. However, I didn't find it funny. I'm not sure if I, I feel like I've liked some dark comedies and found dark humor and like and liked some horror comedies before, but I just didn't find any of this really funny other than Mr. Whiskers. So I'm not. I didn't get the humor. So long stretches of this were very boring. Very, very boring. <laughs> and then it was horrifying. <laughs> and then it was boring. And then it was horrifying. Oh, okay. she's going to do this for five more times. But just so, so I can understand exactly how she felt. <laughs> I just felt like it, it took too long to get into it. And then once it got going, it was interesting and in a horrifying kind of a way. So I'm going to give it a maybe, but I just didn't get the humor of it. But I think other people might. This is not for me. Not for Elaine. But maybe it's for you. It's not for me. <laughs> not for me. Carla. All right. My favorite character, also Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> I think that might be unanimous. Yeah. My least favorite character were Jerry's parents. Mm-hmm. Both of them, because his mom made him kill her. I know she was sick, but yeah, Jesus? <laughs> Talk about fucking up your kid. Your favorite character was Jesus or the mom? No. He was good in the dance. Yeah, I mean, her his dad was abusive and terrible, but his mom made him kill her. <laughs> she also seems like she was probably abusive and terrible in a different way. Yeah. Um, my favorite line was um, when they were arguing about whether or not he was a serial killer. And uh, he said, Mr. Whiskers makes me do bad things. And she and Fiona's on the table and she says, the cat was nowhere near when you killed me, Jerry. And and Mr. Whiskers is like, see, see, thank you, ladyhead. And she winks at him. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite scene was the stuff with the psychiatrist at the end. Like when he goes to her office and then he kidnaps her and takes her to the field. All the stuff with her at the end. I don't know. I guess because he's really trying to figure himself out and improve and figure out if he can move forward from this. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object is the dog that plays Bosco because I just thought that that dog was great. Like, not necessarily when he was talking, but just when he's laying on the couch and he's just being a dog. It could have been any dog, but I just liked the dog they picked. Um, And I will say, this movie felt long. I got the humor and I thought it was funny. And it was also horrifying. But it felt long. Like, a couple times, I'm like, how much of this movie is left? It's not that long of a movie. (laughs) So I'm also going to maybay it. I got it and I enjoyed it, but it, there was something about it that just made it feel like it went on for way longer than it did. And it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, John? All right, so my favorite character is also Mr. Whiskers because he is awesome. It is unanimous. My least favorite character is Fiona. 
Yeah. No, I saw. I knew that though. Because <laughs> she stood him up and was tried to justify it in her own mind, like, "Oh, I'll call him and leave him a message." And then when she is needs help, she's like, "Oh, hey, I'm with you now. I know I fucked you over all night, but now let's go get something to eat." <laughs> yeah, that's a little. And did she deserve to get stabbed? No, eh, probably not. About that, that, that might have been excessive. A little she's bit. a bit of a nar- narcissistic hot chick, but I don't think she deserved to. What happened to her? I don't think she deserved to get her head cut off and put in a free in a fridge for. A I do agree movie. that with their reality of, I think it would have been better if she got stabbed by the deer and he had to kill her because she was yeah. suffering. That mm-hmm. would have been way better, and in line with the movie's themes and stuff. Well, yeah. when we hopefully for the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lane's like, please, not a reboot. My favorite line was, uh, who's the other girl? Not Lisa, who got killed. Allison. Right? Allison. Allison. My, is, um, my favorite line from Allison, where she's singing. She says, I like it raw. And, <laughs> and it wasn't because she was. performance at karaoke was out of left field. Because she was singing the best, I like it raw. Yeah. And Elaine's reaction to that was just awesome. And I like that she said, I like it raw. And it was just funny. It was, it was really out of left field. I want more of Allison, because she seems like a fun character. Yeah, Allison, Allison needed more, and I did think it was funny they didn't let uh, what's her name sing, and she's like an Anna amazing Kendrick. singer. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the apartment when it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite tertiary object: the apartment when it's <laughs> not clean. John does love wood paneling. <laughs> I got plenty of it if you need it. <laughs> Holy shit, my dentist. From the 60s. <laughs> and, um... I'll, I'll Go give with it your a, heart. I'll give it a Maybay. Oh, light light Maybay? Yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a light Maybay. On your thing? Should I write it really small? Yeah, write it really small. Because <laughs> um, if you're into these kind of weird fucking movies, sure. But if you like anything else that was remotely normal, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, favorite character, uh, shockingly, is Mr. Whiskers. Mm-hmm. His favorite character is Jerry's dad. Mm-hmm. Kind of mean. Beating him. It's just a sock. Yeah. Wasn't a serial killer, though. Well, <laughs> I think we know. Elaine's like, hello, the obvious is character it? is Jerry. He murdered everyone. He only killed three bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> my favorite line is the one Bosco does where he's like, uh, hey, Jerry, remember about the, you know, the black the and white? That's yeah, yeah. pretty funny. I think you're evil now, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> you're not <laughs> a good boy. I reverse my stance on that. You are not a good boy. <laughs> my favorite scenes are pretty much any one between him and Bosco and Mr. Whiskers. I thought they were hilarious. And my favorite tertiary object is Tupperware because apparently that shit works. Oh, my <laughs> God, It keeps yeah. body parts fresh to where you can't even smell them. <laughs> did I give you my favorite scene? Even when you're not refrigerating. Favorite object? I get my favorite object. favorite scene? I no, my, you didn't. I didn't get my favorite scene. It was, oh, it was the office party where they were dancing. The conga line? It looked the fun. The conga line, then, uh, yeah. The it looked more fun than any office party I've ever been to. <laughs> That's just the truth. Even though that conga line was long as fuck. It went up the stairs, down the hall. <laughs> Which is part of why it looks so fun. <laughs> and I would get it. I liked it. Um, another thing that it may be it may be hard to take in this kind of a movie. I thought Ryan Reynolds was fucking awesome in this movie. Like mm. you don't usually see him act. It's always, hey, I'm gonna say something funny and be the same character in every movie I so ever do. I'm just gonna be- but he was actually acting in this. Like there was plenty of scenes where I was like, Wow, I've seen socially awkward people that act like that. That the smile and the you know, weird shit and I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, well that's kinda cool. But yeah, I liked it. So yeah, I don't, the song thing's not working, so we're gonna have to sing it. Oh god. Sing, yeah. Somebody pull it up on your own. I don't have my song. phone. 
All right, please find us on Facebook. I'm not singing that. Um, No, I'm doing a conga line. On Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs, on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast, or email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've ever heard of this movie, let us know. (laughs) Oh my God. Farmer Farmer had seen it. Really? Farmer had seen it? Yes. Because he was like, because everyone always asks me, like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I'm doing the podcast. And they're like, what movie are you doing? I was like, uh, you haven't seen it. It's called The Voices. He's like with Ryan Reynolds. I was like, Oh my God, you saw this? <laughs> Wait, did he? What did he give you any like yay nay maybe? He, right. he was okay with it. I didn't think he loved it. Hey, I don't think really loved it. All right, well, join us next week on the podcast for Carly's pick. Do you have a movie? Yeah, I do have a movie. I hope so. I put a lot of thought into this movie pick. <laughs> She's bad, but she has no idea. I looked back on my most recent movie picks, and I thought I'm going to pick something that I think you guys may have seen before and maybe liked. Okay. And then I was I'm like, new. "What's a movie you guys have been like? You should do that movie sometime." And I watched and decided to pick the Mexican. The Mexican with Gene Roberts and Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. The Mexican. <laughs> so you want us to like the movie? <laughs> well, I th- I was trying to think. I know that you've said more than once, Carly, that's going to be in your genre. You should pick it. But I couldn't think of anything other than the Mexican that you guys have mentioned before. So the Mexican. Like, he doesn't even like it. I was trying to make him happy this time. <laughs> but he doesn't even like that movie. Because I'm probably going to pick some weird off-the-wall movies this year. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think I will too. Trying to throw you a bone here before the year really gets in. (laughs) Your birthday's coming up. I don't remember ever saying I liked the Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) We watched it the other night. Tony was like, "I said you should do that movie, not John." I was like, "I know John said it before. I can't think of what movie." I'm sure he said that you should do that movie because. She's like, uh, he's like, I don't know. I don't think I really like that. Well, well, tune in next time we, to find out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>